You're listening to the Women's Hope Podcast of the Masters University with Dr. Shelby Cullen and Kimberly Cummings. Join them as they bring hope and encouragement through 25 years of combined experience in biblical discipleship and counseling as ACBC counselors. Shelby and Kimberly provide biblical and practical wisdom by coming alongside women with the teaching and resources necessary to grow in the grace and the knowledge of their Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Women's Hope Podcast. We are speaking on a very sensitive subject today, so please use listening discretion. We are here today to briefly discuss sexual sin and a tool that can provide proactive accountability, as well as help aid in peace of mind while living in a day when the struggle of sexual sin is so rampant. I want to read a few statistics that uh, we found regarding pornography. And I don't know about you, Shelby, but I was just blown away. Yeah, absolutely. According to the University of New Hampshire, 79% of pornography exposure comes through the house, through one's home. In 2021, mobile devices made up 86% of traffic. That's just one website. Also, according to the Chicago Tribune, 11 is the average age of a child first exposed to porn. And 94% of children will see porn by the age of 14. 94%. That is staggering. Statistics also show that pornography is not just a man's problem. And that's why we're here today. Women are viewing pornography at alarming percentages. And statistics have shown that the viewing of porn has skyrocketed when the pandemic hit in 2020. So we see that this problem is everywhere. Mm-hmm. And no one is immune from it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, we were just talking a second ago about even looking up statistics that, you know, you see uh, links to go to, to, you know, to look at uh, different stats and stuff like that. And even in that, a temptation could come. And Satan is so crafty. He shows the bait, right? And he dangles that bait out in front of us, but we don't see the hook. Mm-hmm. And so... W- What I love about what we're going to talk about today is this is proactive to help guard our hearts with all diligence. Yeah, I mean, and I just kind of thinking through that as you were talking, just seeing that the reality is, and I think one of the reasons why the stats are so staggering is because we live in a fallen world. Absolutely. We live in a fallen world, and so we have to learn how to navigate through that as believers. Mm-hmm. and how to navigate um, in a world where media content is both good and bad. Right. You know, we're just one click away from mm-hmm. uh, going into a place we shouldn't. And so in an effort to address this issue today, we do have two special guests on our show, Ben and Alyssa Lawrence of Accountable to You, whose mission is to equip people for better choices through a lifestyle of transparency. And so, Ben and Alyssa, we want to welcome you to the Women's Hope Podcast. Um, the last time we saw each other was at G3 Conference in Atlanta that last year. Do you remember that? We certainly do, yeah. It's great to be with you all today as well. And um, 
We actually saw you at the ACBC conference as well. Oh, that's right. That's right. That's fun. We we travel in the similar circles. <laughs> but it's it's just was nice to see you, and we're glad you're here. And we were hoping um, as a way to start off our show this morning is you sharing a little bit about your testimony and sharing with us how and why uh, you found it accountable to you. Sure. So, yeah, I'll, I'll start off. Um uh, I grew up in a Christian home, and the Lord saved me at a very young age. Uh, my mom actually led me to the Lord. Um, I went to a solid Bible-believing church and was very involved in the ministry there. I um, also went to a great uh, Christian university. I, as well, grew up in a Christian home and was taught God's Word at a very early age. And my mom led me to the Lord as well at a young age, and I've just enjoyed being involved in our lo- our local church and being involved in the ministry there. So, you know, why accountable to you? Both of us grew up in really good homes, and, um, you know, so where did this idea come from? I struggled with pornography myself. You know, on and off through my teenage years, even into our marriage, I struggled with it. Well, that's where it really became a deeper struggle than in my teen years. And I, I literally could not find a way out of this sin. I would continually pray that the Lord would free me from it. Alyssa didn't know anything about it either at this time. I kept it hidden really, really well from her. But then one day the Holy Spirit really convicted me in a way that, that he never did before. Um, that conviction was so strong uh, that I literally just dropped everything I was doing and immediately confessed my sin to Alyssa. And it wasn't pretty. It wasn't, you know, a planned event. Um, the Holy Spirit was the one that caught me in the sin and was the one that drove me to repentance in it. And repentance looks differently for everybody. Um, for me, it took the form of, you know, obviously confessing the sin. And then, you know, repentance is the turning away. So you have the confession and then for me, I wanted proof that I had turned away from the sin. So, um, you know, looking for uh, back, I mean, this was a long time ago, so kind of dating myself. We had computers back then. <laughs> and um, so, you know, how do you guard yourself on computers? How do you prove that this sin, you've turned away from it? And it was a struggle for us to find that that proof. You know, there was a lot of parental control apps back back in those days and a lot of quit pornography apps. But there was a real lack for true accountability. I didn't need parental controls. I didn't need, you know, an app to help me quit pornography. I was already I was already there. And so we started accountable to you to help people, you know, be accountable in their digital life. Um, it can definitely help through the struggle, but it's designed after the struggle to really prove your repentance. Ben and Alyssa, thank you so much for sharing um, not just your testimony, but also just seeing the beauty of the grace of God that you're here on this podcast together. Because what we see here is, and we'll talk about this later, is a, a couple who sought to please God through forgiveness and moving forward in a relationship that was put together by God in the first place. Mm -hmm. So that is so beautiful and so encouraging. And I hope that that encourages our listeners as well um, as they think about the, the reality that there is forgiveness. There is grace. Christ died for sin. And so we can move forward in his grace. 
I wanted to read a quote by Heath Lambert because he says it so simply, but so well. He says, the sobering truth about pornography is that you do not have the resource to change within yourself. And then he goes on to say, until sinning against God is what breaks your heart, you will never turn the corner. And so that's our ultimate accountability, isn't it? That we realize that we have broken God's heart and it's before a holy God that we stand. And so when you have a right view of God's holiness, then you can go to your precious spouse and confess and come clean and uh, turn, as you said, so beautifully in repentance and then have this ability through this app to be accountable to prove that you truly are repentant. So I really appreciate the both of you being here today for that reason. And and it really points out to this quote that I read from Heath that the installation of an app doesn't solve the problem. A deceitful heart can get around the best of software. And instead, it must begin with the right view of God's holiness and a hatred for sin that leads to the repentance that you spoke about, Ben. Um, Ben, I also noticed on your website that you have several articles that speak about accountability and how to have those hard conversations with the ones that you love. That's really helpful because people, sometimes they're broken, right? Their, their heart is broken. They know they've broken God's heart, but they're going, what do I do now? <laughs> mm-hmm. And so your website was really helpful with that. So Ben, could you share with us your philosophy behind the app, as well as some of its distinctives? Sure, absolutely. And those quotes from Heath are right on the money. Um, Software cannot change a person's desires. Thinking through that quote, I can truly attest to the point. Uh, Before my time of true repentance, I really tried to break free in my own strength. And I can tell you, I failed miserably. It's only through the power of the Holy Spirit that I was able to truly break free. Uh, People will ask me, you know, what's the secret to, you know, breaking free from sexual sin? I get that question a lot. And I I simply tell them, ask God to do whatever it takes to break you free, and he'll do it. And that result, it may not be what you're looking for, and it may not be easy. And well, I can guarantee you, it won't be easy, but it is something that I truly believe in. And so whenever people do ask me that question, that's always my answer back to them. The Again, the philosophy for starting Accountable to You was the, I just wanted to prove my repentance. And on top of that, I also wanted to guard against you know, future temptations that might be there. And so we build our software with those two goals in mind. Uh, we see accountability as a, as a proactive approach. Sin loves to thrive in isolation. And so by removing that isolation with accountability, you can really put a guard in place and really help a person make better choices on their devices. That's what we're trying to uh, help change this culture because right now in this culture, you have this stigma that comes with accountability apps. And that stigma is usually you're currently struggling with pornography or you're struggling with a sin issue. And for us, accountability is not seen that way. It's, it's seen as a proactive approach in that regard to, you know, you don't want to go down those roads. We also see it as a thing that should be desired. 
Um, the Bible talks a lot about, you know, Second uh, Timothy 2.22, flee youthful lust. That verse goes on to say, with those, you know, that are like-minded. It's the idea of, you know, putting this guard up, protecting yourself in that way, and just living in a lifestyle of transparency. The other thing we wanted to do uh, with accountability, accountability has the idea of, you know, giving an account. It's a willing individual who wants to give an account for their deeds. We wanted to provide the most complete, comprehensive picture, you know, of a person's digital use on as many devices as we possibly could. So that, that was our goal. That's where we started. Uh, we, we currently support, you know, the old Windows computers, the Mac computers, um, your, your iPhones, your Androids, Linux devices even. Um, so we're really trying to provide that accountability on as many devices as we can. The, the other aspect is, and this is what a lot of people don't understand, there is a real a warning given to us in Scripture not to be a stumbling block to others. And so as an accountability software, you know, we have a, a member who is sharing their activity with another person. And how do you share that activity without being a stumbling block to the other person? So if I did look up something that was inappropriate or sinful, you don't want your accountability partner to be tempted in that same sin. You know, there's a lot of technologies out there today. We really specifically chose the, our reporting to not show screenshots, um, you know, not provide URLs. And the reason was because even if a screenshot shows up on your computer and it's blurred, you still get that mental image of what's there. And for us, we found that to be um, kind of a coined term, secondhand pornography. And so we believe that's a real violation of scripture. The other aspect that we really like to help with is not everybody struggles with pornography. There are obviously multitudes of temptations. So we built our software to really help with a, a different sin issues that people may have. You can literally go in, tune our system so that it can alert for a specific need that you may have in your life. Yeah, that that's amazing. I, I heard so many good things in what you just said. I heard proactive, which makes me think of Proverbs 4.23, that we're to be people um, that guard our hearts with all diligence, for from it flow the wellsprings of life. And so I think just the idea of being proactive in that way is is super helpful. Mm -hmm. um, I heard that you were just really relating to the fact that the body of Christ is super important in this process, that we need to not only be in community with each other, but we need to be super transparent with one another so that we can help each other walk through these these mm -hmm. grievous types of sin. And that's amazing. Um, and so, yeah, thank you for doing that. It's it's uh, I can see how it's going to be such a help um, and probably already is to many. Um, the other thing I heard, too, which I actually find in biblical counseling um, to be true, is I have to be super careful about what I give my counselees to read. Um, finally free by Heath is really good because it, like you were saying with, um, needing to, for the accountability, some books out there are too explicit and they can actually cause the counselee to stumble, which is really interesting. Right. Some books, but, uh, Heath's book isn't like that. It's actually a very good resource. So great, great stuff, Ben. Um, I actually, um, have wanted to kind of, uh, turn the discussion towards Alyssa because I find this to be true in counseling all the time. When I'm counseling a woman whose husband has just been caught engaging in pornography, um, 
and just how portrayed uh, they will feel. Um, they, they actually, the reality is they often experience, um, liken it to what it feels like when their spouse commits adultery. And even when the spouse is repentant, the temptation on her part is to become bitter and not to forgive as the scriptures teach. And I would imagine, uh, Lissa, that it was very, very difficult for you when you found out about Ben's involvement in the beginning years. Um, and so I think it would be really helpful for our audience to understand just your own journey towards forgiveness um, in that area and, you know, maybe just give some encouragement and hope to our listening audience um, who may be struggling right now with that very thing, that lack of forgiveness um, towards somebody that's just sinned against them in that way. Sure. Um, As Ben had mentioned before that I didn't know that he was battling this in the early part of our marriage and we just actually recently had a conversation of the scripture that he would go to when he was in the midst of his battle and he read psalm 38 to me the other day and it just brought tears to my eyes i love that um to understand the battle that he was in and if i could just read a few of the verses to give you an idea is Oh, Lord, don't rebuke me in your anger or discipline me in your rage. Your arrows have struck deep and your blows are crushing me. Because of your anger, my whole body is sick. My health is broken because of my sins. My guilt overwhelms me. It's a burden too heavy to bear. My wounds fester and stink because of my foolish sins. And it goes on to end with, do not abandon me, O Lord. Come quickly to help me, O Lord, my Savior. Just hearing him say that just... Uh, it made me sad for him that he was in this struggle by himself that I didn't know that it was going on. And along with those verses, as he said, he prayed, Lord, do whatever you need to do to bring me to repentance and free me from this sin. So one morning, the Holy Spirit did just that and impressed upon him, you need to confess this today to your wife or else. And I think the or else scared him so badly because He came into the room and I just saw this pale face and large eyes and just this scared look on him. And he just blurted it all out. This is what I'm struggling with. This is how long I've been struggling. And it was a shock to hear. But as I processed it, there was this just awful feeling in the pit of my stomach and the hurt and the anger that came along with that. And we were getting ready for a church event that day. So the rest of the day, we didn't say a whole lot to each other. Um, I was very me focused that day, just contemplating, you know, how could he do this? Does he not know how this makes me feel? And it was just very me centered and how I had been hurt in this process. Um, But that evening we got home. And as we were getting ready for bed, he opened up again and started talking some more about his struggle. And he started to weep. And I had never seen my husband cry before. And he was going before the Lord with sincere repentance. And in that moment, I asked myself, how in the world can I hold this sin against him when I am just as much a sinner as he is? And the Lord forgives me each and every day when I fail him. And graciously, the Lord filled my heart with forgiveness for him. And uh, my anger went away and I became his 
biggest supporter and his cheerleader that day saying, what can I do to help you? The change was very immediate. When I say sincere repentance, he truly showed me immediately the changes that he was making. He wanted to put software on all of his devices. At work, he went and he changed from being in a secluded office space to being front and center in front of everybody so that everybody could see his um, devices. And I guess the encouragement that I would give to other women who are going through this is that when there has been confession and genuine repentance, forgiveness needs to follow that. And that's simply rooted in the fact that as a believer, we have been shown forgiveness from our Lord and Savior. We, in return, should grant that to others as well. I think our response goes a long way to either encourage or hinder our husbands. Um, responding in love and gentleness and offering the forgiveness, I think, can be a big help to encourage our husbands to be transparent with us. And we just we need to be praying for our husband's heart because the devil is out to seek and destroy. And we need to be praying for his heart and his mind and for to be on the things of Christ and how we can help him through these type of struggles. Yeah, thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, it, it really makes me think of just what Christ talked about in the parable, um, just of the un- unforgiving servant, mm-hmm. and how um, it was, it's just interesting, because in Matthew 18, starting in 21, Jesus talks to Pete, or Peter comes up to the Lord and asks, how often shall, I, shall, I, shall my brother sin against me and I forgive him? Uh, seven times. And, you know, Peter thinking that he is just giving this extraordinary gracious <laughs> answer. Um, and Jesus says, actually, I do not say to you up to seven times, but up to 70 times seven. So just unlimited um, forgiveness. And um, and I, I've shared with counselees too, and you just actually affirmed it. Um, you'll know when someone's truly repentant mm-hmm. because the fruit mm-hmm. follows. Mm-hmm. And you saw that, and I'm so thankful uh, that you chose to extend forgiveness when asked, because that is what the Lord teaches us in His Word, and that's what we want to be about. But thank you for sharing that. Um, you know, God be praised for the work He's done in Absolutely. your life. Alyssa, I just really want to uh, thank you for sharing. The, the thing that I really appreciated is how you said you became Ben's biggest cheerleader. Wives. We're fellow sinners, and when we can cheer our husbands onto holiness the way she just described, what a blessing we will be, not only to our husbands, but Shelby, as you have said so often and so well, as a billboard for the gospel, Mm -hmm. right, in our marriages. And so I really, really appreciate that. And I just want to thank both of you for coming on. Do you have any last words that you would like to share with our listening audience? Yeah, the transparency in a relationship is key. I've heard other pastors um, challenge their flocks to, you know, uh, if you have a phone, a cell phone, the, you know, your spouse should know the password to that device. If you have a computer, you know, both of you should be able to log into that computer. Um, transparency is a extremely helpful thing to prove where you are in life. And it's a it's both well, a biblical principle and something that we stand by. 
accountability software is a way to facilitate that. And that's what we want to help people with is, you know, as best they can, get as high a level of transparency as they possibly can. And there's also a, a saying that the design of marriage is not flawed. It's the people that are in it. And so just knowing that you both are sinners and you are both on this journey together and surrounding yourself with other believers who will invest in your spiritual well-being, who are willing to ask the hard questions and to help you grow towards Christ-likeness, I think is a very important. Thank you both so very much. We're so glad that you agreed to come on the show today. And I'm just really praying that this software will be a blessing to, to many. We obviously know that this is a problem. As you said, Shelby, we live in a fallen world. And so this is evidence of that. And so as we close today, I am really excited. Ben and Alyssa, you have graciously offered to have our listeners sign up for a free 30-day trial online. And they can do that by using the promo code accountabletoyou.com slash women's hope. And I just want to thank you for that. That's so gracious. That's longer than the usual trial that you give. And um, I'm really excited for our listeners to have this opportunity to give your accountability app a trial. Thank you for doing that. Um, I also want to ask our listeners to follow uh, Accountable to You on social media and get the word out to your sisters in Christ that there is a really good app out there that can be used. If you are in the midst of a struggle and are listening to this, I would really encourage you to get John Street's book, Passions of the Heart. And I also highly recommend Heath Lambert's book, Finally Free, Fighting for Purity with the Power of Grace. It is an excellent, excellent tool if you are struggling with uh, pornography or sexual sin. And it can be for the counselee or the counselor. So be sure to look those up as well. And, you know, there's another issue that we have going on in in the world and in our country, and it really has to do with human trafficking. And so I don't, I don't think we realize all of the the ways that pornography affects other people. Right. Uh, we've talked about Ben and Alyssa, right, and and Alyssa's heart being broken, but getting to exercise uh, the forgiveness of Christ towards her husband. But there is this whole realm of human trafficking that's going on. And Kevin DeYoung had a quote, and it said, uh, every time we indulge in pornography, we deny the precious gospel truth that every man and woman possesses inherent dignity, not to be solicited, solicited and sold for sex, but instead to be valued and treasured as excellence in the eyes of God. People are not inferior objects to be used and abused for selfish, sexual, sensual pleasure. They are equal image bearers of God who loves and cares for them. We may scoff at how pre-Civil War church justified slavery in their own backyard, but aren't we dangerously like them when we participate in pornography and promote the sex slavery to which it is intrinsically tied. 
in our own homes. That's a good quote, Kim. Isn't that good? Yeah. Yeah. It's just a reminder of how deep-seated and how far the sin of pornography goes. I also think he gets down to the heart level. He's talking about the selfishness that's the underlying issue there. Mm-hmm. The you selfishness and, and the and low... lacking value of people that they're made in the image of God. Yeah, Imago yeah. Dei, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, the the image of God, that, that these are fellow image bearers that God loves deeply. Mm-hmm. So it's not just affecting your own home. It is affecting the world and how we view others. Yeah. So Ben and Alyssa, thank you so much for coming on the show. We thank you and appreciate you so much. Thank you. It was a pleasure to be here today. Thank you for listening to the Women's Hope Podcast. Have a blessed day. Thank you for listening to the Women's Hope Podcast of the Masters University. For more resources and episodes, visit masters.edu slash women's hope. For more information on the Masters University, visit masters.edu. We'll see you next time.